Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Peanut butter and jelly, Frosties and uh, mm, French fries. True. Trying to think through other classic duos, right? What are what? What's your favorite classic duo, Kelly? Hmm, that is a great question. Uh, you know, mashed potatoes and butter. <laughs> mashed potatoes and butter. I was going mashed potatoes and gravy. Friends, That's you. We're, we're here for we're here for a classic duo episode. Some of you will remember that oftentimes toward the end of the year, you get classic duos from Terry and Kelly. And today you're getting the first installment of a classic duo. But don't worry, don't worry. You don't have to worry about a big cliffhanger at the end because it's really just like peanut butter and jelly. You can have one and then the other, and they're still both delicious. Our classic duo that we're beginning today is a duo of the end of the year. We're going to take this episode of Our Soul to discuss what the year has been like. We're going to discuss, decompress, have a conversation about how many years we have lived in the last 12 months in the state of Ohio around repro and religion. It has, it has been a year, 2023. And then... In our next episode, which you will get to listen to at a different time than this, um, we will go through a discussion of what's coming for the next year, right? So just understand that we're going to be doing a lot of decompressing in this episode, a lot of discussion. And if you've been listening with us for the whole year, you're probably going to hear a lot of things that sound pretty familiar, but we have the fortunate glory of hindsight now to take a look. Um, obviously, as we sit here, um, we kind of joked before the episode began, um, 2023 in Ohio for abortion advocates and reproductive freedom aficionados um, was really the year of fighting back and winning a lot. We won a special election in August where folks tried to make it very difficult for us to have our voices heard at the ballot box. We won an election in November where reproductive freedom is now a part of the Ohio Constitution as of the seventh day of December 2023. And we also happen to pass this um, ballot uh, portion. It's not a ballot amendment. It was an initiative statute on weed, which a lot of people are going, wait a minute, what does marijuana have to do with repro? Well, friends, you know, anything that decriminalizes uh, things that shouldn't be criminalized in the first place is really good for families and frankly really good for a lot of people so we ended up with freedom of speech the ballot box repro abortion weed all the things in 2023 and we're also we're also pretty exhausted i, I feel like everybody in our movement is just really grateful but also very tired because it takes a lot to fight against these forces it takes a lot to fight um, against some of the powers and principalities, as, as us religious folk like to say. Um, and Kelly, I'm, I'm interested, you know, for you, it's been 12 months of just, it feels like constant planning, preparation. We've, we've been working on this ballot initiative for a long while. How does it feel to look at the whole year in review and say, man, that was a year? I mean, 
it it really was i'm i'm actually i've been uh scrolling through my uh calendar and just thinking about all the things that have happened this year um as we're wrapping up i don't know if uh, people have heard of um you know power having powerpoint parties um i'm actually planning on having a powerpoint party with my friends on new year's eve to talk about you know what we did this year and kind of catch up with each other about where we've been in our our lives and things like that and so much has happened this year um both like personally and um in the repro space and i think like it's hard to i guess like it's there's a part of me that struggles with having the win and and uh you know terry you can feel free to comment on this but like uh i was you know i'm there have been so many things that have been against Ohioans um, having access to their own reproductive freedom. And there have been so many things that have, you know, we've talked about the multiple ways that Ohio um, representatives have tried to block uh, abortion rights. And now that we've won and we have issue one and it's it's going to be in effect uh, today is December 6th. So tomorrow is when issue one goes into effect. I, oh, I'm like, some part of me is like waiting for a shoe to drop. <laughs> I'm waiting for something to happen that's not good. Um, because like, there's, is it's been a really long time since we've gotten a win, you know? Like, it, it feels like, uh, and I've talked about this for a while, maybe not on the podcast, but like in general, that like, you know, it's, it's felt like we've kind of been uphill climbing since like 2016, Mm. Um, and to get to this place where we can like just breathe and not be going uphill and we're just like walking around on a you know a layer that is flat uh, we have a, a little a little bit of reprieve it makes me worry but that you know that's my own trauma that I need to deal with but it's um, I so I I I've got to say I I apologize for laughing because I'm you know this but I want to make sure our our uh, listeners hear this as well. Um, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you in deep commiseration because the statement that you made of like I'm just waiting for another shoe to drop, that has been our collective trauma as as repro uh, you know workers and repro defenders in this state like. It's not just your trauma. It's I. That's my trauma. It's the trauma of every person who has cared about birthing people and about the freedom to have access to abortion care, to miscarriage management, to you know choose when and how and whether to pregnant uh, pregnant people should give birth. Like all of that has been under assault for so long that we do feel like oh my gosh is is there another shoe that's going to drop i can remember in 2018 we fought so hard in 2018 like right down to the wire to get the senate to reject the heartbeat bill the 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 bs i I almost said a word i'm not allowed to say on on the radio um the the bs uh senate bill that was coming forward we we killed it we we got them to defeat it by a single vote in the senate and then of course it came right back in april with a new round of just really horrendous legislators who were hell-bent on making that law you know christina rugner and her and her thugs who were just 
absolutely dedicated to doing the worst they could do. And we had this like four month period where we're like, oh, we can breathe a little. And then it comes back again. The six week ban comes back again. And so all of us are in this position where like every win we have ever had in, I'll, I'll go back farther. Like I've, I've been doing this work and advocacy, you know, in this, this region um, around these issues since I was in college for the last 20 years, we have not had a legitimate win that has not been followed very closely by a major setback, by a shoe dropping. So there are a lot of us who are like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to actually succeed at something? Mm-hmm. Who is going to run at what and set what on fire to try to destroy the progress we've made? And mm-hmm. I, I feel like to some extent we all need to engage good therapy and acknowledge like, no, actually this was a pretty big win and there are very few things that can take all of this away. And at the same time, we know it's not over, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you in terms of, yeah, I, I feel like our collective trauma still has us in a pose of like stress and anxiety. It's, it's mm-hmm. like waiting for the next wave to hit and yeah. the beach is calm, but you are still tense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this reminds me of uh, something that I've learned in therapy or I, I try to think a lot about in therapy. Um, I think... The thing that I struggle with trauma-wise is, like, this uh, thought that, like, if I can just be on guard enough, if I can be prepared enough for whatever bad thing is going to happen, then um, I – it won't hurt me as bad. Um, And and this has, you know, followed me in, like, job situations, in, you know, wanting to find out about getting a house, like, things like that. Um, And uh, ultimately (laughs) – regardless of whether or not I'm prepared for it, it's never going to feel good to be hurt. It's never going to, um, it, the, the preparation never makes it feel any better. And so, uh, one thing I try to uh, tell myself and try to tell other people when they're, you know, worried about things that could possibly happen is just like, you know, let yourself enjoy the thing, the, the good thing that you have um and if something bad happens then it happens and you face it when it happens Mm. uh one thing that my my friends have talked about is like uh the tiger isn't like the tiger that i'm imagining the like doom (laughs) that i i feel like is looming over me doesn't exist until it exists and so to imagine that there's a tiger in my room or that i'm going to be attacked to be on edge like that is not actually benefiting me it is just making me more tired for a result that even if it did happen, it would still be bad anyway. So, and you know, as we uh, are, you know, t- as I am ought to do <laughs> to bring self care into this, like being that tense and being ultimately like continuously prepared for the shoe to drop isn't <laughs> isn't healthy. And even like you know. Um, We've talked before about the difference between like just taking your time off and just doing the self-care things and then actually like resting and actually giving yourself a break. Like even though right now I'm not doing, you know, anything that is specifically like heavy is specifically around, uh, you know, issue one. I I work in development, so it's end of year. So there's that. But 
You're just, um, you're just funding the revolution, right? Don't worry about that. <laughs> Ignore that part. Uh, but uh, if I don't let my brain relax, if I don't like, you know, the uh, – the anti-abortion people are going to do what they do regardless of whether or not I stress myself out constantly over it. So um, I can just, you know, have faith in myself and my people that we will be prepared when the trouble comes. Um, Or I could just never get rest and then ultimately, you know, burn out. One of those sounds better than the other. I think that I should just trust myself and the people that I surround myself with. (laughs) Um, <laughs> probably. I don't know. What do you think? That's a that, that's a that's a question about you know what is your proclaimed theology and what is your embodied theology, mm. right? What do you say you believe versus what do you actually do? Right? Mm-hmm. There are, there are a lot of us who are proclaimed religious people or proclaimed theists who mm-hmm. are functional atheists mm-hmm. in in the sense of like we do not believe. In, in our behaviors, we do not confess that there's something greater than us. We pretend that everything must be on our shoulders and that we must do all the things. And if we don't do all the things, it's not going to get done. And, you know, being a person who deeply values a spiritual way of looking at the world, I truly believe that I have the capacity to do great and wondrous things in the world and through my relationships in the world. And I believe that I am not so essential to the world that I can't take a break. I have to keep reminding myself of that though, because again, what I say I believe versus what I show and demonstrate sometimes are at odds. Um, You know, I, I think back to the trauma that has been this year we have found out as Ohio repro advocates, we've found out what we really believe mm-hmm. about ourselves, about this movement, about people who need reproductive care, including safe legal abortion. Um, we, we had a real moment, you know, 12 months ago, there was a great argument in our movement over when and how we should move for this transformative push against the anti-abortion bans that have been in our state. There was a question about, should we go for 2023 or should we wait for 2024? You know, we had just had the disastrous Dobbs decision in June. Mm -hmm. We were sitting in December, 2022 with some pretty, some pretty strong voices saying, no, we have to wait. We have to wait. We're not able to do this. We're absolutely unable. We're going to get crushed if we try to push this forward now. And the voices that came forward, the voices of compassion and the voices that were so directly connected to those most deeply impacted by these abortion bans that came forward and said, no, you know, doctors who were saying, I've got patients who absolutely cannot wait a year. Um, They are terrified for their reproductive future. The pastors and the rabbis who came forward and said, I have people terrified. They're coming into our offices. They're coming into shul. They're coming in, you know, to, to church terrified and just, you know, losing some, some deep peace emotionally, physically over 
what the future might hold for them. We cannot wait for these people. Those voices came forward and said, yeah, that's not who we are. We are not the strategic wait for a better time kind of freedom fighters. We are the freedom fighters who are going to fight tooth and nail starting today. And if we lose, we will lose and we will rise and fight again until we win. But we are not going to sit here and be afraid of failure and say, oh, because we are afraid of failure, we're not going to try this year. And because of that, we moved. Now, now when that happened, we, we then saw, of course, the movement begin in earnest in January of this year. And because of that movement, we saw some wild behavior in this state. We saw state legislators who just, just the immediate session before, had moved to end August special elections. They then went into session in May and said, oh, actually, we want to end August special elections for everybody except for us because we really want to push this random thing in a low turnout election because we're going to try to sneak it by. We saw absolutely ridiculous behavior out of the state, not only our state elected officials at at the legislature, but our state Supreme Court that upheld the legality of that, that BS process. See, I almost did it again. I'm not allowed to say that word on, on, on the, the podcast, but I almost said it again. It's that BS process. We went through that trauma collectively of seeing people in leadership in the state say, not only do we not want to hear your voice, we want to make sure you can't ever raise your voice again. We're going to try to strip your voice from you, not only in this moment, but for this movement, for its duration. And we fought back against it, and we won. And then came the lies and the manipulations of the November election. We heard all kind. oh, if this passes, it's going to be the end of parental rights. Oh, if this passes, the sky is going to fall. You're going to be handing out, you know, trans gender transition surgeries on the street corner. Just side note, friends, I have a lot of very dear trans folk in my life who are interested to know where that opportunity is going to be in the state of Ohio. Um, obviously, that is not uh, part of what we passed in November because none of those things came to pass. The only thing that has come to pass as a result of that beautiful vote in November has been a renewed sense of optimism and hopefulness for people in this state that maybe, just maybe, after a whole year of anxious hope and longing, maybe we will get to see some good things come out of that place called Ohio. Maybe, just maybe, something good can come out of Nazareth. That's uh, in, in our religious tradition, my <laughs> religious tradition. That's always the, the question that's asked around this time. You know, Jesus is born and uh, he is supposedly born in Bethlehem, as the story tells us. But his family comes out of Nazareth. And the, the pejorative phrase is always, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I felt like that in Ohio for a long while. Can anything yeah. good come out of Ohio? Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. something this good. year showed us not only can something good come out of Ohio, but some of the best things have come out of Ohio. What, what, mm -hmm. what are some of the best things that you've seen in this last year come out of not only the state, but the movement that's alive in this state? Um, I think like it has been very, uh, 
encouraging to me just to have so many more people just be aware of what's actually going on and and to show that they care. I've many times thought and believed that, you know, if we had as an organizer, <laughs> if we just have conversations with people and actually talk about what is actually being voted on, if we say, you know, this is a, if we don't make up a tiger, you know, earlier I was talking about the tiger that doesn't exist. If we don't make up a tiger except for the one that actually does exist, then it, people are often on the same page. I've talked before that if we didn't, like, if we didn't allow for the um, mis- uh, information to continue. If we didn't uh, allow people to continue to spew things without being confronted by the truth, if if we like just don't have conversations with people who think differently than us, then um, you know there's no growth, there's no opportunity to move forward. And I've I felt like this year I've had people come to me you know, back when we were signing the um, petitions to get on the November ballot, I had people coming to me and say, hey, can I sign your petition? Or people coming to me and say, hey, how can I get involved with this? Because this is important. Or even just asking me questions about what issue one is and um, how they can be involved in it. And I think like before row fell you know row falling was never a good thing. And I a lot of things have changed since then. But before Roe fell, I, it felt a lot about like, you know, we are screaming into the wind and nobody is hearing us, you know, like I, a lot of people who um, were or who work in repro uh, knew what was coming with Roe, knew that like likely Roe was going to fall. And it felt like for a while that nobody was taking that seriously, or at least not, you know, the broader community outside of the repro spaces that I've been involved in. And I think, you know, say what you will about um, row falling and the kind of hardships that we've been through, but I have seen Ohio like show up for itself. I've, I've seen people actually want to get educated and actually want to be involved in making sure that Ohio is in the bad place. And that is mm. encouraging, you know, like what you said, uh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Um, it's it, it's felt for a long time that Ohio is just a bad place and um, nothing is going to change that. But to see that when the people actually get their votes heard, it, something good does come out of Ohio. Um, and that has been just so encouraging. And I will work very hard to not be anxious about the, the, the thing you know, the next challenge, because the next challenge is going to come regardless of if I'm ready for it. Um, but uh, I, I I think I'm coming out of this year feeling far more confident in Ohioans and how much we will show up for each other. Uh, if only we are asked, if only we are given a goal, if only we like actually talk to people and actually, um, you know, let them know that they can... Um, they can win. Um, yes. Sorry, I'm getting a little misty-eyed about thinking about Ohio. <laughs> it's it's all about the process, right? The, this is why we're doing this episode, right? That we process through all of this. As I hear a siren going past my uh, past my apartment here, 
um, I'm reminded that like we live so much of our lives in this movement in emergency posture that if we do not take time to feel all the feels, to let the emotions just run through us and and be in the moment, be present with the moment, be present with the joy and the sorrow and the exhaustion and the exhilaration, if we don't take time to do all that, we, we're going to be in a bad way, right? We have to do the work to care for ourselves and to live in this moment. And I'm interested to know what our listeners are experiencing. Um, feel free to take some time, reflect, get back with us here at the podcast. Let us know, like, what have you seen in the state that really surprised you, that brought forth joy in this last year? How are you moving out of the emergency mindset and into something that looks beyond the tiger you've painted in your mind? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, as, I... as as the siren goes by here, um, <laughs> the siren is passing us by, not not completely, but in, in part here in Ohio, and the silence that comes after will hopefully give us space to hear. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, this is the end of the first part of our year-end review. Uh, it's it's been great kind of reviewing this year and like terry said uh we would love to hear you know how how you're hiding that tiger that doesn't exist and um you know trying to get out of this state of constant emergency and and just enjoy being an ohioan for once <laughs> um so uh we will be back in two weeks um and uh have a good time Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things Repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.